Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Welcome back for another episode of the Blue White Illustrated Recruiting Podcast. And today is a exciting day, a, a little bit of a change for our podcast here. Uh, Greg's been doing a great job, but we're going to bring in Sean and I, and uh, you know we're going to do this moving forward. So we're really excited to talk about some Zion Tracy uh, confirmed visitor list for this past weekend, which was really solid. Uh, of course, I put in a new on three prediction machine pick, which most of you have seen by now, and uh, we'll hit on a few other things. So let's get it started. All right, guys, I'm Ryan Snyder, of course, and that is Sean Fitz. We've been Wanting to do this for a really long time. Uh, Sean, I think we've had many texts about doing a podcast, but uh, for legal reasons, we were never able to do it until now. We're, we're obviously really excited about this. Uh, Sean and I are going to be doing the recruiting podcast every Tuesday now, and I'm going to somehow try and be a host. So uh, bear with me here as we get through this. But uh, Fitz, happy to have you on. I think you did a great job bringing us in there. Um, yeah, it's been a long time coming. 12 years, we went uh, head to head, and uh, it was a lot of a lot of competition, a lot of fun, you know, core values, et cetera. But uh, no, it's been it's been great to come together. Ryan, of course, total pro, uh, best at what he does. Uh, obviously, has been amazing over this last 12 years for Blue White Illustrated. Uh, and I'm pumped to work with him because, uh, you know, you, a, a father of, of young children, me, a father of young <laughs> yes. children, we take a little bit 
off of each other's plate. Uh, we're pretty happy about that. So, but Very. we want to talk about ourselves as much as you want to hear us talk about ourselves. So we're going to talk about recruiting and we're going to do that by starting with Zion Tracy. Of course, Penn State hosted a big group of visitors that we'll get to in a bit, but Zion Tracy was the one that we've been watching for a long time now officially tweeted out that offer. I think it was the middle of last week or the beginning of last week. Uh, we've been talking on, on Blue White Illustrated that that's been that, that that's kind of a formality. That's where he was. Uh, you know, right. he came to camp at the end of July, blew the staff away, did a really good job. You could probably consider it an offer right after that. But for for multiple reasons, uh, you know, they, they held off on doing that. But Penn State uh, picked up a commitment. He joined the class over the weekend. Um, it, it's a really, really interesting pickup because Penn State wasn't going into camp season necessarily looking for a corner. They're recruiting some national guys um, across the board. Tracy came, I believe it was the last full camp of July, ran in the four threes for Penn State, uh, showed out in one-on-ones, really, really frustrated Johnny Shakir. Shakir, by the way, 12 catches, 122 yards, or 112 yards and a touchdown in front of James Franklin and Taylor Stubblefield last week. So he's doing okay. But Tracy's one of those guys. He, he was overlooked playing in high school, going to prep school at St. Thomas More in, in Connecticut now. Um, the athletic pedigree is there. That's kind of what you um, worry about when you see these prep school guys or these guys that are overlooked is, hey, they're, they can be really good players. And as you see um, on the YouTube video here, Tracy taking back a pick six, they, they can be really good players. But if the measurements don't uh, don't back up and the uh, the testing numbers don't back up, Penn State's not going to move on them. But he came in, did a phenomenal job at camp and and really made the staff change their out there, change their outlook, change their, their mindset and made the staff make him a take. Right. And I think, I think it's important too. Like it wasn't like this was the first time he's been up at Penn state. I mean, he came to Penn state last summer and ran, I think it was like a four mid four, five, something like that. I want to say maybe a little bit lower. I, I think it was a high four, four or something like that. Yeah. 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 So it was, it was a good time, but it wasn't like an elite time. So they saw progression there, which is of course, is what you always want to see. Uh, and of course he's a postgraduate guy now too. I mean, he was committed to temple last year. That coaching change happens. Not exactly sure what, it, what, what happened there, whether that was his decision, temple's decision, who knows, but it works out pretty well for Penn state. You know, he comes up, I saw some, some great times, as you said, <laughs> watching him against his Johnny that night, man, was, was interesting. I mean, Johnny had some plays there too, but uh, I think uh, Johnny would be the first to tell you that Zion was was giving him some troubles that evening. Flustered and, him, yeah. You know, <laughs> right. Um, I mean, what? I mean, it was maybe a day after where we were talking to some people and they were like, hey, we're, we're having serious talks about Zion Tracy now, uh, which was not something we really expected. Uh, I mean, coming out of the camp, we, we, we knew he was good, but like you said, I mean, they, they didn't really have to take a corner and they, they had to after that. You go to camps now and Penn State does this thing where they they color code by class. So the white jerseys are the 2023. So the current class and then they, they got gray jerseys and black jerseys, blue jerseys, you know, for for younger guys. And typically by this time in the cycle, we're watching the blue jersey. We're watching the underclassmen. Right. Most of the offers that come out are 2024, 2025. So you see that white jersey and you kind of toss these guys off to the side. I, I hate putting it in that nature, but that's kind of how things go, because Penn State already had, what, 19 guys in the class or 18 yep. guys in the class, something like that. So you kind of disregard these guys. And then all of a sudden, this guy pops up and he just keeps making play after play after play. So you're, you're forced to notice him. Um, the size is good. Uh, what really surprised me is uh, looking at some of the length numbers on him, uh, 33 and a half inch arms, which uh, you, you've seen Joey Porter. You see what he does with his 34 inch arms and, and you you mm -hmm. feel pretty, uh, pretty good about that. Length is such a... Uh, uh, a golden trait for a lot of these college coaches. I mean, he's only 
a shade over 5'11", close to six foot, 170. Um, but he's got the length to back it up. He's got those testing numbers to back it up. The explosion at 10'7", broad. Um, so he's that, got a lot I wanted of to things. hit on that. Yeah, that, that, those explosion numbers. That, those That's were a, a part yeah. Of it too. You look back at, at Penn State's uh, corners, and Kristen Campbell is probably their best, uh, their best broad jumper. Right, is right, right around eleven feet, just over ten seven. That's flying right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. I mean, that that was the one thing we, we kind of overlooked. You know, we always look at forties and shuttles, and I think those are the, the the numbers that fans always want to know. But hitting on those those broad jump times, seeing that explosion, man. Um, it played a big part in it. So Penn State, of course, gets this commitment now. I, I think they're pretty much done at corner, Sean. I mean, I mean, I guess, well, I guess you got you got Roger Pleasant out there, but I mean, you got I, Roger, I don't know. I, I, yeah, you got ahead. Roger Pleasant. You've got Daniel Harris, who's committed to Georgia. I mean, it's going to be tough flipping anybody from Georgia, let alone a cornerback from the South. Still looking at some guys, but I mean, you you have to think that with with the other needs out there, you still want an offensive tackle. You still are looking at a second running back slash athlete. We talked about Chris Christopher Johnson last week on the on the site uh, from South Florida. Um, so yeah, I think there's just too many needs out there to look at another corner right now. But they're always looking to get faster. They're always looking to add speed length and uh and athleticism in that back end so i think they'll still keep talking to these guys i think you look at maybe wide receiver having a prefer uh, you know just wide receiver being a, a a target that they would go after before you go after another corner but you know terry uh terry always wants as many corners <laughs> as he possibly can have right. and the way that they've played in the last two years uh you, you feel pretty good about that corner room and you feel uh, good about anybody that they they really take a shot on yeah, we'll circle back to 2023 here before we finish this up. But I think we got to get into this Ohio visitor list, which I mean, is this is it fair to say this was the best season opener visitor list that we've ever or home opener, I guess I should say uh, that I've ever I mean, you, you've known a little bit longer than I have, but I can't remember too many that were that were this deep for a home opener, which, you know, usually has bunch of walk-ons, maybe a couple of committed guys, but I mean, there, there were 20 plus scholarship guys. Here this weekend. Yeah. The noon opener usually has dotted that visitor list dotted with guys like Belfont and, you know, state college guys. Uh, Cause it's uh, <laughs> a, yeah. it's tough to make it. But uh, of course, Tom Lemming was in town. He does this once a year, has his little photo shoot downtown at uh, state college's high school field brings in some of the region's top talent. Now, a lot of that is 2024, 2025, but that's pretty much what we've, we've been focusing on for the most part. So mm-hmm. I would agree with you a uh, really, really good visitor list considering the opponent, considering the the start time and, and things like that. I mean, I think it's uh, it's an incredible turnout, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan, I mean, Dylan Stewart was probably the top guy in attendance this past week. I mean, he's going to be a five-star player. He's not a five-star at the moment on three. Uh, uh, they add five stars as they go. Right now, I think there's only three five-star players. Yeah, and, of course, four. he's ranked number four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's going to end up being 35 stars. He's going to be a five-star by the time it's all said and done. I mean, I haven't caught up with Dylan yet. I don't know if you've been able to gather too much yet. I, I, I mean, Obviously, he's going to be incredibly important, but he's going to be coveted by everybody. So, I just don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves there. Yes, he's very important to Penn State, but I think there's a, there's a ways to go. Was this actually one thing, Sean? Was this his second visit to Penn State? Do you know, I, that was his second visit to Penn head. State. He did come for the yeah. uh, the Michigan game last year. That's right. Um, check things out. So, I mean, he's been a guy that that Penn State's been on for a long time. I believe they offered in January or something like that of last year. Uh, Friendship Collegiate Academy, of course, that's a spot. Uh, Azar used to be be the head coach there, and they've certainly grown and, and had some good talent. So they've they've got relationships uh, down there. But yeah, Dylan Stewart's going to be. I mean, he's going to be a top target for Ohio State, Alabama, that 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 tier of college football. So uh, right. it's, it's going to be a tough one, but just get him on campus and make him feel comfortable. That's pretty much what you can do at this point. 
Yeah, just keep chipping away. Uh, a couple other guys that kind of grabbed my attention. Uh, you did a story on Jalen McClain. I, I think Jalen's going to be, I mean, he's definitely one of Penn State's top cornerback prospects in the class. Uh, any takeaways from that, Sean? I, I, I haven't caught up with him myself yet. We, a little bit of texting, but uh, you, you spoke with him a little more than I did. Yeah, I mean, he's familiar with Penn State. He's He's been to Rutgers a bunch uh, just be, being there uh, in New Jersey, but he's been to Penn State a few times. Curious if he is a corner, if he is a safety. We'll see what happens with his uh, with his development, his speed, and things like that. Kind of we, what we talked about with Tracy. I mean, can he turn a four six four seven into a four four? It's hard to say at this mm-hmm. point, and and really we're just uh, speculating at, at this end. But yeah, Penn State's gotten a chance to get him on campus now a couple of times. Would have liked to get him on campus this summer to work with him at uh, work with him at camp. Um, but yeah, I think that they're one of the schools that are firmly in the mix. You and I have talked so many times. There's so many guys uh in this 2024 class penn state has thrown offers out like crazy everybody's throwing offers out like crazy they you know that that little asterisk doesn't mean as much as it used to but at the same time you're getting yourself out there you're putting them on their evaluation list and and we're going to see how that film comes in because there's gonna be a lot of guys that have that check mark beside their name that we're not going to be talking about in two months three months so right um but uh mclean i think is a guy that that they'll continue to get on uh whether it's as a corner whether it's as a safety i think they've you know, position themselves well in the early going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> how many times we have people on our board, like trying to do, you know, the most important guys in the class. And we're like, look, like, let's just get to November here, get that film in. And this board is going to look completely different than it, than it does. Then what we're even projecting it to be right now. Yes. We know those five-star guys and you know, those high four-star guys, but even some of those guys are going to end up falling off. It always yeah. happens. So. I mean, last year, this time we're talking about AJ, uh, Antonio trip, uh, Sean battle is crystal balls and Penn state just kind of went the other direction on both of those guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, found other targets. So that's, that's kind of how the early recruiting is playing out. Now you scout more kids than ever. You, you have more kids visiting on campus than ever, but it's going to turn in, in the other direction for some kids. And that's going to be tough for them to, to, to kind of deal with. Yep. One thing I did last week too, is I, I went back and kind of compared the talent in the mid Atlantic region to uh, previous years. And of course, it's it's not an apples and apples comparison because you, you look at those classes, those classes are done. A lot of guys were higher ranked that have fallen off and stuff. And I, I think I tried to clarify that in the story. But right now, this Mid-Atlantic region for 2024 could have as many as 40 four-star players. And that's, you know, from Virginia up to New York. Uh, that that If that does shake out that way, you're looking at one of the best classes, uh, one of the deepest uh talent pools, excuse me, uh, that, that Franklin's had since since he's been here. So that's just something to keep in mind here moving forward. That This is setting up to be a really good year, a strong year in the region, and, and Penn State's going to need to take advantage of it. Uh, just a couple other guys I want to mention real quick. Brandon Raymond, uh, solid wide receiver prospect. He was up with a bunch of St. Saint, uh, Saint Joseph's prep guys. Uh, David Washington was here. Of course, Anthony Saka, I, I think Penn State fans should know him by now. He's 2025, but we're going to be talking about him a ton. Uh, a couple other guys that kind of grabbed my attention. Uh, this is Dewan Williams, I believe, uh, from, from St. Francis, the running back prospect. Penn State does a good job getting St. Francis guys on campus. They they were hoping to get uh, Michael Van Buren and one or two others on campus. They didn't show, but but Williams did show up. So um, he's a guy I'm going to be trying to reach out to here in the coming days. Uh, okay. Jeray Hawkins. Yeah, yeah, he is. Jeray Hawkins, too. You caught up with him. Speedster came up. Uh, to Penn State this summer, had a really good workout for them. He's another guy, though, where I, I would assume let, let's watch the film here and, and they'll get a better feel for where he's at on the board. Uh, and I, I forgot to mention Samaj Jones, too. He's a he's a quality uh, quarterback prospect from St. Joseph's Prep that was up. Uh, but the one guy I do want to hit on here that was up this past weekend, Dominic Nichols. Uh, I put in an RPM for him this past, uh, well, actually today. Uh, and look, 
Sean, we talk about this all the time. There's two kind of RPMs out there, right? There's the one where, hey, something's coming. Uh, be aware of it. Yeah, we, we get it in maybe a week or two before. And then there's others where the, the tea leaves are just telling you everything you need to know. And this is one of those. I'm not trying to say that I expect Nichols to commit in the coming weeks. He may not even commit in 2022. This may go into the spring. I'm not exactly sure on that. What I am pretty sure is Penn State's the team to beat here. I mean, we, we're talking about four visits to Penn State compared to one to, I think it's Vatech, Maryland, Pitt, and Michigan State, I want to say. And yes, he's going to go see some of those other schools with time, but just everything here is, is pointing in Penn State's direction. I believe his aunt is a, is a Penn State alum. We, we've talked about that before. Uh, great connection with Kenny Sanders. Great connection really with the entire staff and just consistent visits. First in January, uh, again in May, again in June, and now we're talking one in September. And guess what? He's going to be back next month for the whiteout. So I put in that pick this week. I think he's a pretty important prospect. He was one of those guys that before the offer went out, I had people, you know, hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You need to take a look at this kid. And then sure enough, an offer comes uh, about two weeks later. That was, uh, I believe, at the end of December. Some people were, were nudging that I need to take a look at him. So uh, just a great player. I, I think, Sean, you, you kind of agree with this, right? Like this is this is Penn State's to lose. Although, yes, it's early. But right now, I mean, how, how can you not think Nittany Lions aren't, aren't the favorite? Yeah, I more than kind of agree with it. I think it's a really good pick. Um, and it's one I think we've talked to. You've been talking about this for a couple of weeks just to uh, to, to, to nudge you over the edge is that last visit. You, I know you talked to, to Nichols. This is a logic pick. Plus, uh, you know, you, you throw all those facts on top of there. You know, you, you, this is kind of what you want the RPM to be. You, you factor in the visits, you factor in the distance, you factor in these things. So it should go in Penn State's way. Um, but this is one where... You know, you look at where he's at, you look at the early relationship. I mean, Penn State was one of the first schools on him. What did he, he picked up an offer and then visited a couple of days later, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's so many data points that just point to Penn State in this one. And, and you, this is one of the guys, you know, like a Cooper Cousins, you like to get in the boat early. This is a really, really good player and on 300 type of kid, four star type kid. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's also at a premium position you're struggling at end at edge in the 2023 class. So get on board and, and try and get ahead of it with the 2024 class. Dom Nichols would be a heck of a start to, to that defensive class. And I agree with you. I don't know that it's going to happen anytime soon, but the more and more that, that, that wave starts building in Penn state's uh, favor, you, you continue to feel good about this one. Yeah. Two things I'll add one. I'll be curious to see if he can get to some schools here over the next six weeks or so before he returns for that whiteout visit, not saying I would expect him to, commit that day or anything, but just let's see if he can get to Michigan state, get to maybe Vatech. Those are the two schools he was mentioned to me. Um, just, it's always good to check out some other schools. If you are thinking about maybe committing later in the year, I don't think that's coming. Maybe I'm pushing that a little bit too much, but let's just see how uh, these next six, seven weeks go. And if he can get to other schools before he gets back. Uh, and then too, he's a great, like personality wise, he would work really well in this class to help build it. I mean, Cooper's doing everything he can, but he's one guy right now. So just getting those personalities in those guys that, you know, or, or uh, you know, uh, communicate well and uh, good, you know, like I said, just fun personalities. You get a couple of those guys early and that's how you can start building a class. So he'll certainly be a guy Penn State's pushing pretty hard for here uh, in the weeks ahead. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
let's transition to Jackson Smolik now. I just went out to Iowa this past weekend, uh, which is not a place I was expecting to go uh, <laughs> like a couple weeks ago or a couple of months ago. Uh, but man, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I'll just start by saying I. So let's start by this: the, the game featured Jackson Smolik against JJ Cole, right? And we talked so much about JJ Cole uh, before Smolik even came on the radar because he was a guy Penn State was interested in. Didn't really go a whole very far, I would say. I was Cole or Stokes, and and Penn State, you know, ended up with Stokes. So yeah, I think that, right. that's kind of where they fit after Dante Moore was kind of like, thanks, but no thanks, I'm not coming in behind Drew Aller. So exactly, and and and. Cole was always, you know, his dad's an Iowa State alum. So it just, it never really went that far. Uh, that's, that's kind of where I'm getting at. But I mean, this, this was a matchup between two of the best quarterbacks in the Midwest. So I see this. All right, check. Let's go. So, of course, I get out there then and I learn about Ankeny in this new wild uh, defense that they're running, where basically they, I mean, they had their defensive linemen, not only all of them like standing up for a good chunk of the game, but some of them would be like five yards off the ball. And then they just bum rush. Uh, you'll, I think you'll see even one or two of these clips here. But uh, the point was just because of that defense, uh, the whole game plan was to run the ball and short the intermediate passes. So unfortunately, we didn't get to watch a ton of uh, Smolik, you know, in, in 25 yard outs and, and those fun throws that we all love to see. Uh, but I thought he played pretty well, uh, all things considered. That, that man, that 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 play there should have been a pick. He got lucky on that one. But for the most part, uh, he played pretty well. I think it was stats for, uh, I want to say it was like 13 and 19, uh, 100 and some yards. I forget it off the exact top of my head. One touchdown. He completed about 70 yards of his passes. 127 uh, was 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 the yards there. But, um, yeah, I, I think a couple things. I saw a smart player who made pretty good decisions throughout the game. He, he had a fumble, which hurt him, and he had that one play there that, that T. Frank just showed that that should have been a pick. But other than that, I mean, it was pretty much I agreed with just about everything I, I saw. Or from, from my point of view, he was making the right throws. Uh, good pocket presence as well. He, he certainly uh, had to, had to uh, use his legs at times to that, that game. You know, Jackson came up to Penn State this year and I think surprised us for the most part with, with some of his testing times. Ran a four, I think it was a four seven forty, and I think it was like a four three four four shot or three, somewhere eight, in that ballpark. Uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So that, pretty yeah. good. He's more, uh, more athletic better. than you'll give him credit for. Yeah, no doubt. No exactly. Doubt. So uh, saw some of those things there. Saw an incredible leader as well. I mean, at one point, man, he's over there stretching his guys out like a trainer and, and all types of fun things. I mean, he. but really, I was down there for a couple huddles and things like that. And, and no doubt about it. I mean, from a leadership perspective, character perspective, there's a lot of things that Penn State fans are going to love uh, about Jackson. Got to know Jackson's family, too. Uh, shout out to the Smolik family. Uh, so one thing I learned about Des Moines is it is impossible to get Ubers in Des Moines. So if you're going there, folks. Uh, make sure you have a, a rental car or something. But Smolik family gave me a ride back from Ankeny. Much appreciated. They're they're a great family and just just enjoy going out there to see Jackson. Wish he would have threw for 350 yards and three touchdowns. But hey, the game plan was to run the ball short short to intermediate passes, and he executed pretty pretty well. You said he's he was averaging like 30 passes a game or something like that. <laughs> right, uh, heading yeah. into it. So definitely definitely different i took a screenshot and sent it to you that defense where they were you mm -hmm. know playing their d line at at, at uh, linebacker depth was was definitely an interesting wrinkle I haven't seen that one uh, pop up too often but yeah you look at what penn state did at the quarterback position this year and you know coming off of a class in which you get the number one uh, the number one quarterback in the country and drew and then of course bo perbula a local kid obviously he's a really really good player in his own right it was going to be very tough for Penn State to to capitalize and bring in another quarterback. They just don't have that reputation on the national level, whereas in Ohio State has stacked guys. Texas has stacked guys. Mm -hmm. Alabama has stacked guys. 
Penn State just not on that level in terms of a quarterback reputation. Um, you know, you hope with uh, with the development of, of some of these guys, they can get there. But that's a conversation for probably two years, two or three years down the road. So mm-hmm. they went out, they got Marcus Stokes. I think Smolik, um, probably a better personality fit than Marcus Stokes. Uh, Absolutely. But, you know, t- similar in terms of, uh, of talent level, in terms of throwing the ball and things like that. So, but uh, yeah, Smolik came in, was obviously committed to Tulane, um, came in and camped with a, what I thought was a pretty decent crop of, of guys uh, that were throwing at that camp. There was a UNLV commit that I guess Tulane, uh, I forget the name off the top Hi, of my head. Diefenbach? Yeah, that's that Diefenbach was it. it was. Yeah. And uh, Tulane actually was the first offer. Uh, that was the first offer Tulane made after Smolik flips. So, um, yeah, I think Penn State CJ did a job. Too, right? Wasn't that, that the Boise? Sorry, cut you off. CJ Tiller, too, the Boise State commit. Boise State commit. I think there was one other one mm-hmm. that was that was in from the West Coast. That uh, so it was it was a good group. Uh, Smolik obviously, I think won the won the crown, won the offer in that, and, and then he flipped. Not too long after that, so uh, good rebound there by Penn State to grab a quality quarterback. And it and it, it sounds bad saying um, maybe an in between guy or something like that after taking Drew last year, but Jackson's pretty he's a really good quarterback. He's an elite eleven guy, a guy that really impressed down there as well. So a really good job rebounding and and, and grabbing another guy uh, by Penn State, and they set the table for twenty twenty four. And you've got an opportunity to try and uh, you know win over one of those top top targets there. So. Um, you know, considering where it was a couple of months ago where Marcus Stokes kind of up and left out of nowhere, essentially, um, and flipped to Florida, that's a that's a pretty good job at Penn State staff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I see a lot of things, too, that can improve as well. And that's what you want, right? You want guys that can be molded, can improve, and just keep kind of gradually going. So uh, I, I, I took a lot of from that. And it really, I mean, like I said, he – He's perfect for this locker room, too, especially because he's going to be compared to Drew forever. And he knows that. And, and same like Bo knew that. I mean, they, everybody's going to kind of be compared to Aller. So just kind of how you handle that and things like that. And mentally, there's no doubt about it that, uh, you know, he'll, he'll fit in well and, and just kind of a team guy. And, hey, man, who knows what will end up happening here moving forward. We we, <laughs> we go back and point to Trace McSorley all the time, man. Who knows who's going to eventually emerge as the top guy. But Yeah, quarterback's uh, so crazy. I mean, so much of that work is done in the portal. What was it, 50% of the, the starters in week one were, yeah. uh, were transfer quarterbacks. So there's going to be moving pieces. Uh, obviously not forecasting that for any of those guys right now, but there's going to be moving pieces. That's just the nature of the position, and that's a, that'll be an, an interesting watch moving forward. But we're not worried about that. We're worried about your trip to Des Moines. I hope it was all right, all Ubers considered. Um, but, yeah, look, yeah. It, it seemed like a productive trip. I took a yellow cap for the first time in, I don't know, a decade. It was a uh, nice guy, though. He, he got me where I needed to be. All right, let's finish this off. Sean, you and I have not really been able to chat about the 2023 class. I mean, in the text, we talk about it every day, but not really too much publicly. Uh, we're at, well, Penn State's at 20 commitments now. Uh, I think we're projecting 23, but God knows if there's a top guy out there, they're going to get it to 24, 25. Just kind of your thoughts on key positions here moving forward. We hit on this a little bit earlier, but I think it's good to circle back. Uh, actually, one other thing, too. You just talked to Chris about Chris Johnson a little bit earlier. You did that interview last week. Is, is he a realistic uh, target for them? Yeah, this is going to be tough to get him away from Miami. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of buzz right now with, with Cristobal down there, and he's a local kid, um, and he's a guy that they're targeting. I mean, sometimes with those Florida guys, it depends. Is Florida going after him, Florida State, Miami going after him hard? Well, those two schools, uh, at least at least Florida State and Miami, are are on him pretty hard. So uh, it's going to be tough. He wants to get up for an official visit. Penn State's on him, uh, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be a tough one. But 
you look at what he's got. And and this is not just a, a diamond in the rough guy. This is a guy that ran a 10-4-5. I think it was a 10-4-5, mm-hmm. 41 state title in Florida last year in the 100 meters. Uh, sorry, 10-4-5, 100. I know. You said it backwards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. Still knocking that rust off, man. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, he's he's a fast guy. He's a great player. Um, Penn State's in the mix, but uh, they're going to have to get him up on campus. This is not a situation where it's a diamond in the rough pulling a guy at the last minute. This is a bona fide four-star guy um, and, and really an interesting prospect. I'm not sure what they're going to do with that running back slot. I mean, do you find a guy like a Christopher Johnson who is a running back slash slot receiver type person or type player? And do you make that a priority? Uh, London Montgomery was once again down this weekend, but of course he's a year away from doing anything because of his knee injury. So you've got plenty of questions there. And, and the, the running back position is, is a portal position as well. So do you look at, mm-hmm. at, at a potential transfer there at running back? I think they, they have to look at something because you're not sure how that room's going to look, especially when Nick Singleton does the things that Nick Singleton did on Saturday. So yeah. that's going to be tough. Um, Still plenty of positions out there to look at uh, on the defensive line. Of course, you're going to throw numbers at, uh, at defensive end. Um, they, they've done a nice job cultivating some depth. I like what we saw this weekend from guys like Amin Vanover, Denai Dennis Sutton. You still have some holes in that after losing a couple of guys. This, this, TJ Parker, that was a tough one, man. That was You look back at all the decommitments over the summer, and, and Tamarian Parker was, was really a tough one to swallow. I know they're Still trying to get him back onto campus, but that one I don't see happening. Um, see so you've really got uh, you've really got to adjust and figure out what you've got aside from Jameel Lyons at defensive end. I think that's probably one of the biggest storylines. Looking is is what's John Scott Jr. going to do to fill those holes on, in this class on the defensive line? Yeah, still kind of up in the air a little bit there. Uh, up in the air, offensive line too. I thought by now we'd see maybe a couple tackles. I, I'm kind of thinking they're going to go. Maybe junior college. I mean, there's just a yeah. little bit more talk about some portals are, guys. Portals are uh, like a given. They're going to well, go. The portal's going to happen every one. year. Yeah, they're going to try and go for one offensive lineman in the portal every yeah. year. And that's whether yeah. it works out like that or not. I mean, I think it's going to be something that you have to look at, um, especially with with tackle depth being what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just I'll just be curious to see what what happens there. I mean, I was still. Ex- I think they're going to go like I said, portal every year. If they can get somebody, they're going to somebody of quality. Uh, I mean, I remember Andy Frank kind of talking about that after, what was it, signing day? And just like, hey, look, like there are positions out there that the portal's more valuable for. Of course, quarterback, if you get the, if you need the experience, but offensive, defensive line, you can just contribute sooner. You're, you're more physically ready. So that's, I think offensive line, they'll always be looking there. And, but I do still kind of get the impression they want to try and find a, a high school tackle. So who that will be, I don't know. And I thought that by now we would have a better feel for that. So that's kind of still up in the air a bit. Uh, Wide receiver, Edwin Joseph just got that Miami offer. There's talk, though, that he might be coming up here for an official visit soon. Um, Working on that. Let's see what happens there. Uh, And then what? I mean, linebacker, they should be pretty much done with. I mean, Kavion Keyes seems like he's going to end up in North Carolina. Uh, Oh, I I forgot about Cam Selvin. That's still kind of being worked on there at wide receiver. And don't forget about Kenny Johnson too at Dallas Town. I'm just going to keep plugging that one there because I think there's, they're working there's on him. more lines. There's more lines in the water at receiver than you think. And then we, I talked about mm-hmm. this. Uh, I think when when I came over, you mentioned Cam Selden. They went and saw Rodney Gallagher, uh, Carmel, Carmelo English, uh, an Auburn commit. They're they're looking and right. trying to to get on campus. So there's a lot of lines out there, you know, as a rec- in this receiver target. There's, I mean, there's more receivers out there than anything. So you know that mm-hmm. that that makes sense. But yeah, I think there's going to keep pushing. 
um, from, from a flip standpoint, you're going to get to a point where you find uh, programs that are in flux with coaching changes and things like that. Maybe a tackle pops up there. Maybe some, another athlete that you've been tracking pops up there. I do think that they'll, you know, at least be active and, and trying to set the table for a flip. Um, probably one or two will happen. I mean, it's just kind of the way that it happens every year. So um, the, the funny part about this is you mentioned the offensive line. That's a great offensive line class. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you look at, at Birchmeyer and, and Javen Williams, those guys, Anthony Donka, uh, you, you've got tools there. You've got pieces there, but you just want to keep throwing uh, numbers and talent there just to, to, to figure out if you can put together one of the top offensive line classes in the country. And at, at the same time, you can say, Evan Link, that hurt. You know, that was a, that was a big one. That was one where they were the, I think the first or second offer for Evan Link early and mm-hmm. ended up at a, a program uh, at a big 10 East rival in Michigan. That one stings. So um, you're still working at that offensive line. So they've got options out there. They don't have a ton of momentum right now. I don't think anybody can dress that up. I mean, it's great to get the commitment from Zion Tracy, but don't have a ton of commit, uh, don't, don't have a ton of commitment momentum with this 2023 class. So you have to to scrape down the stretch and and hope a, hope a few things break their way. Of course, you've got Ohio State, so you've got an opportunity to showcase your your program. And I and I know it's a it's not the whiteout; it's a noon kick, but you still bring in a, a marquee opponent like that. People want to come to those games. And then I think that you have a real opportunity with the whiteout um, against Minnesota being a night game, given an opportunity to showcase that uh, that atmosphere. It's really funny because I know the guys that we talk to, uh, the the recruits that we talk to, everybody says, "I'm coming to the whiteout game." I can't wait to see him play Ohio State. And yeah, you think every year it's either Ohio State, Michigan, of course, you throw in a, a, maybe an SEC opponent or something like that for the whiteout. And that's very confusing for some of these recruits. So it's going to be interesting to see which uh, which game they actually end up picking. I think the Minnesota game, a little bit more convenient to get to, a little bit uh, you know more fun for the uh, the nighttime atmosphere. But uh, that'll be something that you and I have to deal with, the uh, the people listening and reading will we'll probably not have yeah. to deal with that as much of course we had we had guys telling us this past weekend they were coming for the ohio state game when they were playing uh ohio of course so uh that's that's for us to figure out but well sean i think this was fun man this was this was the first time doing this and uh we'll we'll, we'll, we'll do it many more times here in the coming weeks every tuesday that's that's the schedule here moving forward and uh i'm going to keep trying to get better at being a host give me a couple of weeks I'll, I'll get it polished out but I, I think, uh think hey guys great job, man <laughs> i'm doing my best uh just oh you know one thing i forgot to do t frank's mad at me give us a like of course i forgot to ask for the likes and the subscribes and all that good stuff uh t frank's been working really hard to to build this youtube page and uh of course man if you haven't subscribed to bwi Sean's on board now. It's still a dollar. Uh, get it in, man, because it's. I don't think it's going to last much longer. I know I've been saying that for a long time, but like, no, nah, I'm actually serious about that. So uh, please join us, guys. We, 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 we're going to keep doing this every week. And, of course, our whole podcast schedule, nothing's going to change. But, Sean, it's great having you on board. I, I can't wait to push off the things I don't want to do uh, onto you, although you're going to really, let's be honest, you're going to push off the things you don't want to do onto me. And uh, yeah, man, we're going to we're going to do our best to bring some great coverage here moving forward. It's the circle of life. That's how we're working. We're just happy to get Greg or Greg's just happy to be off the recruiting podcast. Yes. Now, so. yes. Uh, but no, it's, it's great. As Ryan said, try, try us for a dollar uh, for a year. Uh, that is going away soon. We did have that conversation with our with our bosses this week. So uh, it's not going to be something that's around forever. I know it's been around forever, but it's not going to be around very much longer. Uh, yes. Give us a like on the YouTube page. If you haven't followed the YouTube page, uh, subscribe to it, please do. Uh, and that includes all of our social channels, our Twitter, our, our, our Instagram, trying to build that, that those things back up. So if you could do that, be a great favor to us. So thank you very much uh, for doing that. Ryan, it's been a real pleasure. Uh, we're going to get, uh, we're, we're not probably not going to 
uh, talk over each other as much as we did in this first episode moving forward. But I think we'll sharpen. <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll get one percent better each day, and then we'll, uh, we'll we'll make some things happen. So it's great to finally be on this with you. I know when I told people that uh, that I was going to on three, one of the first things people asked, "Are you doing a recruiting podcast with Snyder?" And that you know yeah. people obviously love love your work. I've I've admired your work for a long long time. Oh, um, but yeah, going. I'm excited. No, I told you nobody wants to hear us talk about ourselves, <laughs> and I already did that with Nate the other day, and he's still talking. Oh, I'm flattered. Um, Keep going. But it's great. To, uh, it's great to finally do this podcast with you. I'm really looking forward to the future uh, here at Blue White Illustrated. Awesome, guys. Well, hey, thank you guys so much, T. Frank. Take us out, buddy. This was the first of many more of, of Sean and I talking uh, recruiting. It's been a great, great, uh, I think a pretty good podcast, all things considered. Uh, we'll get better with you, though. Appreciate it. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.